hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Long about technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Two Blokes Talking Tech is what it's called, and that's exactly what it is. Two blokes, myself and Stephen Fennick, talking technology, and that man is on the line each and every week. Stephen Fennick, g'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. How are you going? Fantastic. Uh, busy week, as always. Uh, more so for you because you've got a whole website with techguide.com.au to keep populated every day with uh, the latest and greatest information on technology, and we'll bring the week's information to listeners right here and right now on Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 84, thanks to the good people at Netgear. So we uh, we rocked up together on, uh, Christ, what was it, Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday morning, down at the Museum of Contemporary Art. It's uh, becoming a very hip venue for uh, launches and announcements, and uh, Motorola, um, brought us, and I, I tell you what I love about this announcement because it was a phone phones we knew about um, because they'd been announced weeks earlier in the US, and that was kind of acknowledged. It was like as if to say, you know what these things are. Here's the local, you know, pricing and whatnot. It wasn't like you had to run through the whole palaver of these phones. It was a nice, simple, to the point explanation of these two phones: the Motorola Razr HD and the Motorola Razr M. Now, the Motorola Razr itself, I can remember clearly, uh, it would be somewhere in October probably last year that, um, that yeah, came right. out. Yeah, it was early, early to mid-October in 2011. Yeah, and uh, that, was a, that was a gorgeous phone. It had this kind of really slim um, feel to it with a, with a bulky top where the camera was, but it had this Kevlar back. It had this nano coating that allowed it to be splash-proof, and they've got all those things in there again. But there's a couple of really important things about this phone. Um, firstly, it's running the you know, Android. Android ice cream sandwich, which is which is awesome, and they say it'll be upgraded to Jelly Bean. But most importantly, it has a bloody good battery, and it's Telstra 4G, exclusive That's to Telstra cool. for the rest of the year. But 4G and a massively brilliant battery, it's uh, it's a big deal for this phone. Absolutely right. Yeah, that that was a massive uh, point that they did make at the announcement was the the long life battery. I think they mm. called it the all day battery, and were quoting figures of like up to 80% more talk time than the iPhone 5 and really comparing it to, to the competitors. But uh, what, what I quite like about them is the the, the large screens, the HD's got the nice 4.7-inch screen mm. uh, and the Razer M has a 4.3-inch screen, mm. but that's got an edge-to-edge screen so that the screen is literally the width of the device. There's, there's virtually no frame on the outside. Yep. And in, in, this, in this climate now with so many Android smartphones, it's really good to see Motorola competing in this field, and it being 4G puts it automatically on the top shelf, oh, yeah. uh, especially being associated with Telstra, who've got quite the wide 4G network happening. And uh, you know, at the moment, the choices are between iPhone 5, Samsung Galaxy S3 4G, which I think is out on, on uh, Telstra next week, mm. uh, and now the Motorola Razr devices. 
It's uh, look. I've been using this thing. Uh, I, I I got a SIM card immediately and put it in it just because I, I want to use it as my normal phone. You know, my normal consumption, my normal phones, texts, and everything. And I got to tell you, it's now almost ten o'clock at night. I've been going at this day for a long time since five o'clock this morning, and I'm still at twenty percent battery. And yeah. I've not been it's near a charger. That, that's how many people complain? That's the number one complaint, isn't it, for smartphones is battery. Yeah, that's, that's really good. You know, someone said to me today on, on Twitter, you know, I'm kind of a bit sick of people or companies going for the thin and light when really battery life is one of the most important things. So, you know, if we can say to people, if battery life is crucial to you, then this is a device you cannot overlook in your decision making. Yeah, well, though we, we should emphasise though on on the, the design side with the Razer HD, it is still quite thin. It's it's actually oh, yeah. thinner than the iPhone 4s. True, true. The iPhone 4s was 9.3 mil. This is 8.4 millimeters. Weighs 146 grams. That's not too heavy for you, I hope. No, it's, look, it's a, but, it's a, you uh, know, it's hurt mom a little it, bit. It's it's uh, it still manages to be thin and relatively light, hmm. but that battery it's. Uh, uh, it really adds those extra hours, and also, of course, combine that with the smart, the smart actions too, hmm. which saves the battery by do, performing certain tasks like dimming the screen and turning your ringer off when you get home and disengaging your Wi-Fi uh, when you leave the house, hmm. things like that, that all add up to a, a few hours on top of that. So uh, and, and you know it, it all adds up to longer battery life if that's what you're looking for. That's the point. And, and those smart actions are great, but I'm not using them. And so that's the great thing if I did use them to their extreme because the screen is the thing that on all phones, the screen, if you want battery life, turn the screen brightness right down and you will get extra hours it's unbelievable but you know the smart actions alone will give you more and just as a general everyday device without implementing smart actions stunning price is I not bad it either. also should be pointed out trevor that uh we we did speak about this last year when it happened that motorola is actually owned completely by google now yeah yeah absolutely. and this is is to me seems to be the first phone that google have really put their stamp on uh with motorola the user interface is one of the best I've seen on yes, Android. I quite definitely. like the the, uh, the UI that rides on top of Android. I was a little surprised, though, that it didn't have Jelly Bean. It's got Android 4.0, rather than, which is Ice Cream Sandwich, rather than 4.1. Hmm. But they did say there will be an upgrade coming uh, in, the, in the next little while. Hmm. I'm surprised it wasn't Jelly Bean straight out of the box. You know my opinion on that is, who gives a rat's? <laughs> But just to, just to say that it had the latest, oh, like the Galaxy S three's got the latest, yeah. The Galaxy S three four G's got the latest, and it is. And Motorola, um, Google don't own Samsung. No, it's Look, just uh, the fact that Google just does own this company and this, and you know, they've made this phone. I thought it would have been something they would have uh, attended to, Trevor. And just before you tell us about the pricing, which you can find at uh, techguide.com.au, the four G story is very interesting. Uh, a few weeks ago, probably a month now, when Telstra announced the sixty six percent coverage expansion for four G. They said at that time, this was pre-iPhone 5, they said by the end of the year we'll have five new 4G devices. Okay, that's what they said at the announcement. Now, we've now got the iPhone 5, we've got the Galaxy S3 4G, we've got two Motorola's, so there's another new 4G phone going to come to Telstra yeah. this year. Go to John to know what it is? The one. Which one? The HTC. Uh, that'll be, well, there'll be one of the HTC Windows 8 phones. Yep. And the Nokia Windows 8 phone, which is, what is it, the 9, oh, the, I don't even know the model number, but the, the new the yeah. Windows 8 Nokia 
phone will be a 4G device on Telstra. As long as it gets here before the end of the year, they can make their promises. Well, they're thinking, yeah, by the, by the end of the very end of the year, but uh, I'd say that that's a good chance of being one of them anyway. So for, the, the, um, the, the, the M isn't available yet. It's available in November, but it's a nice price point. Uh, the Razer HD is a $700-odd price point and, you know, 60 say, the M I'm very impressed with because yeah. it still gives you uh, the biggest screen, but yet the, the quite manageable form factor, and it's all thanks to that edge-to-edge display hmm. that I, I quite I quite like that actually I liked it ahead of the HD I've, I've done it I posted a, a review of the HD but I'm really looking forward to, to putting the M through its paces because it is does manage to have a bigger screen 4.3 inches wider uh, and yet isn't isn't too much uh, bulkier than the iPhone well, and you know the Something most that Apple should have maybe taken well, a leaf out. I, I thought that the Apple would have done that. I think I whispered in your ear while mm. during the uh, presentation that that's something Apple should have done. That edge to edge display. That's mm. something you'd expect Apple to do. For people that see the two blokes together at any time, that's what whisper, Stephen's whispering in my ear. Not not sweet nothings. It's it's, no, no, it's rumours and innuendo. Of course, but <laughs> it's a very interesting thing, and I agree one hundred percent. That to be honest, you've got to think about it. That's where Apple has to go next. Well, they have to. If they don't want to make this thing wider. They've got to do something. Exactly. I, that's what I thought would have been on the iPhone 5, a wider, tall, bigger screen, but using the same uh, footprint, but using that edge-to-edge technology that well, I'm sure Apple has probably got that saved up for the well, iPhone 6, Let's let's, let's talk about that another week in advance, but I'll just leave you with this thought. Uh, you think about how damn impressive those TVs are that have the stupidly small edge, you know? They're basically just nothing. They are gorgeous. And yep. so bring that to a phone. That, I mean, the, the Razer M is good, but it's not gorgeous. When they when you bring that absolute edginess to a phone, it'll be unbelievable. Anyway, the full details of the Razer HD and the Razer M are at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, we've uh, already given Apple a few mentions with the iPhone 5 and uh, part of the iPhone 5 and also the iOS 6 update for those who decided to go ahead and upgrade their older iPhones. Part of the deal with this was the Apple Maps application. Mm. Now, we have all know by now, Trevor, anyone listening has probably already known that this has been nothing short of a disaster for Apple. The new app uh, has come up with some incredible mistakes and inaccuracies that have been very well documented on the web. It's been quite embarrassing, as a matter of fact. Mm. Well, so much so that Apple has actually responded, and uh, at the weekend, uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook actually, actually issued an apology, an open letter to customers, where he says, and I quote, we are extremely sorry for the frustration this has caused. Mm. Quite an extraordinary move from Apple uh, to Massive. actually uh, complete mea culpa. They've admitted, yep, we got it wrong. Not quite... Uh, as as top notch as we'd expect it to be, but before I throw to you, Trevor, I'm going to I'm going to pose a question to you. If Steve Jobs was alive, would this have happened? No, no. I knew you would say that. I think that look, standards and it being perfection is something that that was part of Steve Jobs as, as what what he strived for as right. CEO and got close to achieving it on a lot of his products and a lot of the things that Apple did. Um, this letter, I, I, I would I would love if Steve Jobs was alive today. What how he would react to this? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think there'd t- be a few people 
typing up their resume. But uh, in the meantime, though, <laughs> Apple uh, in this letter has pointed out ways around uh, the the mapping the mapping problem there, and, and suggested even other apps, and even described a way where you can save your Google Maps through the browser as an icon on your screen. So it's kind of like a little app anyway. Exactly. Uh, which is really uh, probably one of the only one of the only misses. Would you agree of the iPhone five? No, I, look, I think so. I mean, look, I got to be honest, it doesn't affect me greatly because I don't use maps a lot. But the, there was some stats even at the Motorola event that said that maps were a huge part of smartphone usage. Look, this is a this is a stuff up. I actually wouldn't mind doing some research to see how bad the maps are around Cupertino and San Francisco because maybe they just didn't think outside the box, as in outside of their local backyard. Mm. Um, you know, testing is what it's all about. You got to test these things. You got to do it right. And so they clearly didn't get it right. And it's very very interesting to see this. I think what they've done here is they've gone. You know what? Let's just apologise. Let's just tell people what they can do, and we'll get it. we'll make it better. And at some point down the track, we'll, we'll, we'll tell people it's better. Until then, hurry up, Google, release an app. But here's a way around. Yeah. Well, look, in the, uh, in the glass half full uh, attitude towards this whole situation, uh, the, the silver lining of this problem is the fact that there are so many people who have got problems and are, are reporting the problems that in itself is going to improve the maps because, as we know, companies like TomTom and Navman, all these companies that, that, that are, you know, need mapping as their essential product, uh, the, the user is the best engineer in this case because they're the ones pointing out the errors in the maps. Exactly. Not so drastically as it's been with Apple, but that's one positive that Apple can take out of it. I think they even referred to it in the letter to say that uh, so many people are reporting the uh, the issues, then we're, we're, it's going to help us improve this thing even faster. So it's, it is a stuff up, but um, they'll, they'll work through it and people are still buying the thing in droves. But uh, that's Apple's uh, apology from uh, CEO Tim Cook. Maps, find your own way, people. Follow the leader stuff in technology world at the moment. Uh, Sony released the new uh, PlayStation 3, the slimline version, which is beautiful in terms of the, the size of it and everything, and, and also very good price points. And uh, Microsoft today have announced some, some really nice new pricing on the Xbox 360, a uh, 4 gigabyte version at 199 and a 250 gigabyte version at 299 So uh, pretty good pricing if you're looking for an Xbox. And in the lead up to Christmas with Halo 4 coming out and not new Forza, uh, there's some there's some pretty good uh, buys happening, and the competitive nature of the gaming space over the next few months, mate, is unbelievable. Absolutely. Well, this is the gaming equivalent of the Holden v Ford battle, there, Trevor. As we know, Xbox and PlayStation are vying for the supremacy in this lucrative gaming market, uh, and each have their own uh, really impressive titles, exclusive titles on the way. Uh, interesting timing from Microsoft a week after PlayStation, but I think that they uh, they're they're putting all their chips. Uh, on Halo 4 being a massive success and encouraging this is good encouragement to get out and buy a console uh, to if you do want to play Halo 4 and those other games you mentioned some oh, really yeah. exciting titles I know you're a Forza fan oh, do yeah. you like Forza as well as Formula 1? yeah bloody oath great game right. well of course the Kinect is also part of the discount uh, the, the price cuts as well, and even the bundle with a Connect, you can get an Xbox 360, 4 gig Xbox 360 with a Connect already 
two ninety nine. That, that's a hundred dollars off. Great so, uh, and that opens up a whole world of opportunities with these new dance games, all these new action games, and totally new way to uh, interact with the console. But also remember too, uh, at E3 a few months ago, they did also mention that there were some new features coming to the Xbox, including Smart Glass, mm-hmm. which is the the app that will uh, turn. I think we're pretty sure to say Windows 8 phones into uh, additional screens for the console. Hmm. So if, you, uh, if you're in that ecosystem, uh, the Xbox 360 is just going to be another entertainment uh, uh, hub, part of the entertainment hub in your home that will interact with your phone as well. Interesting stuff and the, the pricing, the full pricing is available at techguide.com.au. I will apologize at this point because my neighbor's alarm is going off and I can't stop it. So, frankly, <laughs> just enjoy the background noise, people. It's, uh, it's an extra, extra vibe to the environment. And, uh, no it's one's not being, so loud, Trevor. I can't hear it too no loud. No one's being but, burgled. Uh, but, a good way, a good that you informed our listeners yeah, what was look, going on. I just don't want people to think we're unprofessional, Stephen. We are, we are radio like, professionals and we like to do things right. And we're about to talk about quality of, of voice. So uh, let's, let's not uh, deprive people of the best quality podcast. Well, we've spoken about a few things that were wrong with the iPhone, including, namely the mapping uh, solution, the mapping apps. But I think it would be remiss of us, Trevor, not to mention a hidden gem, that, which there are a couple. I've, I've written about these on Tech Guide, but one in particular uh, that is really impressive that not many people would even know existed unless they're on the right network uh, and talking to other people on an iPhone, and that's HD Voice. Now, HD short for high definition, and the iPhone 5 has a little feature called Wideband Audio which is the ability to provide superior quality phone calls on a network that does support the technology. And lucky for Australians, Telstra is mm. one of those carriers, one of only 20 worldwide that supports HD voice. Now, I think to describe it uh, as best I can, I uh, speaking to someone else, iPhone 5 to iPhone 5 on the Telstra network, it's like you're talking to the person in the same room. That is how impressively clear these calls are. We're so used to making calls to various people and just accept that as being the quality of a, of a phone call. You make a HD voice call and you'll think, wow, is this how clear phone calls can be? It's like a short-sighted person putting on a, gla- a pair of glasses for the first time and thinking, wow, I didn't realize the world was this clear. Let, let, let me demonstrate. So when uh, HD voice first launched uh, a while ago now, it's got to be nearly oh, two over years. a year ago, I think. Yeah, it's nearly two years. Um, the Sony Xperia Neo or something was, was the phone that supported it. And on your tech life, I got two of the phones and I was able to connect one of them to the studio and all this kind of jazz. And I was able to do a demonstration. So w- what I'll do if you indulge me is I'll, I'll just play that demonstration here. And the first part you'll hear is I talk to myself, literally. It's pretty embarrassing but uh, you'll hear me talking to myself on a normal phone and then you'll hear me talking to myself on a HD voice phone. Okay, so this is me standing out the front of my house on a Samsung Galaxy S2 and I've made a call. I'm on Telstra, but this is not a HD voice-enabled phone and I've called a HD voice-enabled phone. There is no improvement in quality. It's a standard mobile call. You might be able to hear cars in the background, uh, there's a bit of rain, no water in the drains, those kind of things general background noise, and obviously the quality of a mobile call you expect. So this is a call between uh, me on the Telstra network on the Samsung Galaxy S2 dialing a Sony Xperia phone, which is HD voice enabled, um, but not a HD voice call. So let's see what happens when you use two uh, HD voice enabled phones over the HD voice network. 
Okay, same time, same place, different phone. And once again, car's driving past me now. Water in the drains. But this time, I'm talking to you, or to myself. I'm talking to myself on the same phone. So this is a Sony Xperia Neo uh, calling the same Sony Xperia phone on the Telstra and XG network. But the network and the phones are HD voice enabled. So you should be able to tell the quality difference between the HD voice and the standard call that I made just a moment ago. And the point there, I mean, it's 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 not, I mean, you, you can't imagine how much difference it makes when you pick up the phone and you say to someone, wow, the quality is awesome, isn't it? And, mate, you just get blown away by it, don't you? Absolutely. Well, every time I ring my brother, Michael, he, he, he's got an iPhone 5. We're both on the Telstra network. I've got an iPhone 5 as well. And every time we, and well, I talk to him two or three times a day, and every single time we can point, I can't believe how clear yeah. this call is. It's the novelty hasn't worn off. It's no. that impressive. Yeah. Um, and, and we should mention, of course, that the iPhone 5 isn't the only uh, HD voice-capable no. phone. Uh, my understanding is the Galaxy S2 and the Galaxy S3 from Samsung, as well as the HTC One XL, are also HD voice-compatible. So calls between any of those devices on the Telstra network, you will notice a remarkable difference. Pretty sure the Galaxy S2 is not, but it might be the Telstra version that is, because I had, a, I think I had an Optus version. I think, actually, to clarify, it's probably the 4G Galaxy S2 uh, that yes. was released before the GS3 came yep, out. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, it's, it's stunning quality, and if you're starting to have these amazing conversations and then you have these really crappy quality ones... Now you know why, <laughs> especially if you're on the Telstra network. So HD Voice, um, it's a great feature of not just the iPhone, but the Telstra mobile network. And you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, proudly brought to you by the good people at Netgear. And we thank them for their ongoing support of Two Blokes Talking Tech, netgear.com.au, the place to go for all your networking needs. And uh, let me tell you one thing that I highly recommend. If you've, if you've got a household where you share a lot of files, especially video, audio, music, and those kind of things, let alone just documents and, 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 and any other files, a network-attached storage is a really powerful device to have. And Netgear has the, the ReadyNAS range, which is simply a device that connects to your network network it's got a little computer built into it and you connect to that device via your your computer screen and the web browser and you tell it you know what to call itself and different things like that and there's a hard drive in it and it can be a massive hard drive it can be a very simple hard drive and every file on that hard drive is available across your network whenever you want wherever you want it can be on devices like your tv we've got movies from our kids over five years on our nas network attached storage and i can watch them on a dlna enabled television it's unbelievable if you've got storage in your home if you've got files in your home precious files you can get backup happening on them it's an unbelievable addition to your home uh, or your small business network attached storage look it up at netgear.com.au two blokes talking tech you're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick now mate when we caught up the other day it was quite interesting to me um, most interesting that you noticed I had new shoes bit bit weird, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> well, no, not only could I notice them, I knew they were nice and shiny, <laughs> but I could also, when we sat out together, I could smell the new leather. I thought, wow, wow. you got some new St. Louis Blues on there, Trev. Exactly. I'm no St. Louis Blues guy, but I am a bit of, bit of a fan of the Tony Gregg Julius Milos. And uh, I, this is, this is the, the stunning thing, and people will be blown away by this, but I bought those shoes online. That's not the stunning part. The stunning part is that's the first thing I've bought online that's not technology, and the, do you know what? The experience was great. Um, I bought them from Maya. The, there was free delivery. They were pretty much the same price as what I normally expect to pay for them anyway. So I just did it at work. They arrived like three days later at home, paid by PayPal. 
it is actually, when you think about it, this is a bloody great experience. And I was just thinking, you know, outside of tech, what sort of things are you buying online? Because I don't know that um, that we share that kind of experience enough. And I think there's a lot of learnings there for people, as sometimes how easy it is. Absolutely. Well, I think the, the biggest thing is uh, we've bought our groceries online a few mm, times and, yeah. and it has been okay. It's, it's convenient in one way where, you know, you don't have to actually go to the store and walk the aisles and drag it all home. But the downside is that you have to be home at a certain time to yeah. accept delivery and it's kind of sort of, you know, you're not running it the way you want to do it. So you're at the mercy of the delivery time. But the convenience certainly was there for the shopping part of it. Uh, but in terms of the, you mentioned Meyer and the number of, how many customers do you think that they can convert if they were aware of what you discovered just almost by accident, thinking, oh, I'm going to buy them online, free shipping. That's not something they advertise. No. These stores, I know they pay rent and they pay staff and they rely on a lot of foot traffic. But at the end of the day, they're running a business that needs to sell products. Why not embrace this online ability so that it could even complement what they're doing in the store. Like well, we've discussed this before where the store can be maybe a pickup point oh, and the, yeah. the online, the website can be the catalog. No, that's... Uh, there's so many ways they can engage the customer online and you're a perfect example of someone who normally goes into a store to buy a pair of shoes, has bought it online and had the same result. I can't imagine buying shoes in a shop again because my work shoes, I wear the same ones every buddy day of every year. Well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't size, matter to me. So it's an easy purchase, isn't it? Exactly. And But what's interesting to me, it was, to be honest, it was a great experience in terms of it, it went start to finish but it could be a much better experience online. The website could be a little bit uh, better designed. And, you know, when they, if they were to look at people like Kogan, who does online retail amazingly well, the number of products, the recommendations you get, and that kind of thing, this, the, the, the next level is yet to be achieved in online retail. Someone said to me that Maya sells like 1% of their revenue is online, and uh, they've got to now aim for 5%. That's a huge jump to make in like a year. But I'm kind of interested to, to, to hear from people too. And, you know, go to the Facebook page, let us know. But yeah. what, what sort of stuff is regular for you online? Because it's what, like you said to me, you buy Star Wars stuff and whatever. Yeah, that. well, I'm a collector, see. So yeah, absolutely. I, I buy a lot of, like, I'm a big fan of, I've got most of the Phantom comics that are, the really old comics are something I hunt, hunt up for online, mainly on eBay. But a lot mm. of Star Wars collectibles as well I buy online. Uh, books, I like to buy a lot of books online too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not, not e-books, I mean real books. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I buy quite a lot of non-tech things online. I just think that's the next boom, is the non-tech boom online is yet to come, really. But then when you think about i got to watch through one of those daily deal sites, I think the daily deal sites are actually having a bigger impact on online shopping than retail itself because people are buying these you know, leftover daily deal stuff. So it's kind of interesting space to be in. And uh, it, makes me, it just made me realize that we are a long way off what is a pretty awesome future in terms of the convenience of online shopping. Let's face it, online shopping isn't going to shrink, is it? It's going to get even bigger. Uh, And we'll talk about eBay in in a couple of segments' time, but uh, there's a massive market there for people who – and once people embrace it, I remember setting my dad up to do his online banking at home and everything. He thought, oh, no, I'll never do this. But once, once he got the hang of it, He's banking, he's telling me how to do stuff now online. I think once people make that jump, there's a lot of people who sort of haven't had that leap of faith yet. And then the sky's the limit. And as our population's getting older, these tech-savvy youngsters who it's just second nature to them, once they become parents and get older, then we're going to be all doing it. Well, let me ask you this. I think what I'd ask, ask of our listeners, if, you're, if you've got the time, go to twoblokestalkingtech.com, which redirects you to our Facebook page. Just t- I'd 
throw some comments in. Let us know the kind of things you buy online. Let us know what's happening online that Let makes you want to buy. the weirdest thing you've bought online there and the go. most expensive thing you've bought online too. That's a couple of things I'd love to know. Yeah, how much money is being spent online? Anyway, twoblokestalkingtech.com. We'll redirect you to our Facebook page. Like us there and uh, tell us what you think. Tell us what you think about online shopping. Where's it going next? What's the next big boom for online shopping? Now, I don't know about you, Trevor, but I like to have music with me wherever I go. In my car, when I'm working, uh, and also in the shower. Oh, hello. There is a new product that I've actually written about on Tech Guide uh, early this week called, funny enough, the Eye Shower. (laughs) And it's a waterproof Bluetooth speaker Ah. that can stream your music while you're under the shower. So your iPhone, iPad, Android device is at a safe distance away. It's not going to get wet. It's not going to get ruined. Mm. It can stream into the shower through the eye shower Want. Uh, using Bluetooth. And on the device itself, is, it's all waterproof. So there's navigation controls, forward, back, volume controls. So you can hear your music when you're under the shower. That's awesome. I want one immediately. What's it going to cost me? It's going to be $149.95 from iWorldAustralia.com.au. There's a link on my on Tech Guide story. Um, and the beauty of it is to being waterproof, you know, obviously it's called eye shower, so it's handy to be used in the shower. But there's no, nothing to stop you taking it by the pool, down the beach, so you can still hear your music without worrying about ruining the speakers in case they get wet. Uh, so, uh, And you can pair up to five devices to it. So the entire family, so there's five in a family, they can all pair their phones or devices to the eye shower. So when it's their turn to have a shower, they can have their music with them at the same time. And as a, as a device broadly, it's got a clock on it, it's got a timer on it, it looks like, it's got volume controls, pause and, and next track control. So you've got full control of your music as, you, as you're in the shower. So pretty cool stuff. 150 bucks. You can read and, and see a picture of it at techguide.com.au, including a link to check it out, uh, iWorld Australia. Now, very, very quickly before we get to your uh, minute reviews, um, just a milestone for eBay in terms of the app downloads. eBay is a great site, but the site itself is old, it's daggy. The best way to use eBay, apart from the browsing, I think browsing and searching on the website is fantastic, but in terms of monitoring your own sales, monitoring things you're bidding on, the app is just fantastic. You can't go past this app. It's one of my favorite apps with eBay. I mentioned before I'm a bit of a phantom comic collector, and what I love about eBay is that it's in your pocket. The app has been downloaded 100 million times. That's how popular it is. But I love the fact that you're not going to miss an item closing. I get a reminder to say, look, there's an item shut closing in 15 minutes, lets you go straight to the app, put in your bid if you haven't already done so. So really put it in your pocket. And, and us Australians being so tech savvy uh, and really taking to smartphones and tablets, uh, we are at the forefront of uh, one of the fastest growing regions for mobile shopping, uh, especially on eBay because of those reasons. So yeah. uh, eBay, 100 million apps downloaded and on my story uh, that I've written on Tech Guide, we mentioned earlier asking people what's the most expensive thing they've bought on uh, online. I have included that there is uh, someone is actually using the mobile app, okay, not the ebay.com.au uh, mm. on the browser. Someone has bought a Chevrolet Bel Air mm. car from the US what? on their mobile and they paid 87500 US dollars. PayPal? Well, that's a large <laughs> PayPal account, I'd say. But it would have to be PayPal. How well, else? You're not going to write a check and post it, are you? So, uh, that's a solid PayPal account, don't you think, Trent? It's it's a must-have. It's a bloody, I wouldn't mind having that PayPal account, but don't worry about that. But it's, it is a <laughs> yeah, must-have app. Good. 
But uh, and yeah, if you want to have a look at the top categories, buying and selling, number one is fashion. Buying, number one selling, also fashion. Uh, electronics are number two. But there's a full list of Tech Guide for anyone who wants to see the popular categories. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. The clock is just ticking over. We apologise, but you just love Two Blokes Talking Tech. We know it, and that's okay. You can admit to it. That's cool. We do. We love doing it. So... This time of the show, at the very end here, we like to bring you a couple of very quick reviews, and Stephen's going to kick it off with a solar keyboard. Righto, start the clock. The Logitech K760, a wireless solar keyboard. Several several features here, several advantages. One, solar, no batteries. Two, wireless, no cables. But the beauty of this is that it, it can link with all your Apple products. So mm. if you've got an iMac, iPhone, iPad, you can link to each of those products and designate a button on the on the Bluetooth keyboard mm. to link to that particular device. Nice. So, hey, you're sitting in your office, you need to type out a quick SMS, you can easily do it on this keyboard, switch to the iPad, then back to the iMac, all with one keyboard, the K760, same white, and, uh, white keys on the silver base to match your Mac anyway. Uh, really, it's ninety nine ninety five. If you are in, embedded in the Apple family of products, this is a great way of staying productive, no matter which Apple product you happen to be using. And just finally, a funky little thing which I uh, I saw a f- uh, look a few weeks ago, but a nice little device: the Laser Wi-Fi Share Hub. <laughs> yes, that's share spelt with S H A I R, as in air through the air. Mm. Now, this hub is about the size of a, a, a pack of playing cards, slightly bigger than that. Uh, and I've described it on my review as a digital Swiss Army knife because it can do several things. One, it's a file server for your network. You can put an SD card or a USB drive into this device, and then you can wirelessly access that content through your smartphones, your tablets, uh, and any other product in the house, any other uh, networked product in the house. Because there's no USB. There's no USB connections on, a, on an iPhone, so you mm. can easily uh, download images off a SD card using the Wi-Fi Share Hub. But it's also a travel router. You can create a Wi-Fi network in a hotel room on your travels. It's also a Wi-Fi extender, so you can increase the uh, wireless range of your network in a particular part of your home. Uh, and it also can be used as a, uh, a backup battery charger too. So if you're running low on your phone, your mobile device, you can give the device an extra kick using the internal rechargeable battery of the laser nice. share Wi-Fi share hub. Lastly, it can also be used as a simple SD card hub as well, so an SD card reader that you can then uh, transport all of your uh, files straight from the device, from the card onto your computer or, uh, or laptop. Two okay. talking tech. It's priced at $99 Two as well. Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Bloody good value for 99 bucks. that little thing. That is Two Blokes Talking Tech. We appreciate every minute of your time each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, for all your networking needs. Stephen Fennick, you can find him each and every day at techguide.com.au. He lives in his website. It's kind of crazy, but (laughs) you'll understand when you go there. Thanks, mate. Talk to you next week. No problem, Trevor. And you can find uh, my weekly podcast at yourtechlife.com. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.